Welcome to the On Deck Podcast for all your baseball DFS needs with your superstar hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Casey Bubba, Bogman, and the Welsh. The On Deck Podcast is brought to you commercial-free by LineStar app, the number one top-rated data and analytics tool for daily fantasy sports. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the On Deck MLB DFS Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at LineStar Sports. Make sure you check them out on Twitter at LineStar app and at LineStar MLB. And download the app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Everything you'll need in the palm of your hands to build your winning DFS lineups. There's the optimizers, the value tools, the stack tools, the chats, you name it, all in the palm of your hands. You can always find me on Twitter at BDNTrick. And I have a special guest as Bogman is still lost somewhere in Texas right now. So you can find this special guest on Twitter at Zero in Denver. He is in the chats all the time. He works for Lion Star Sports. His name is Roland. Roland, how are we doing, man? Fantastic. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. I want you to give everybody a little background about your, your DFS, what you do with Lion Star, stuff like that real quick. Sure. So I really got started on the NHL side of things. Uh, you know, that's kind of my bread and butter and, and where I, you know, feel that I'm strongest. But I love baseball as well. So you'll always find me in the chat there uh, trying to help people out. I'm really a, an MME guy, so I'm playing 150 plus lineups a night, and I try to share what I've done and what's worked for me and what I think will be helpful for people. So, you know, hopefully I can kind of bring that that insight into today's podcast. It'll be a, a lot of fun. Looking forward to chatting it up with you. I know the listeners will enjoy it as well. So we will go game by game as usual. Hope everybody had a great weekend. A lot went on. Talk to Issa's back, one shoulder and all. So enjoy that while you guys can. I know Tyler will be happy tomorrow night when we record but uh, for now it is what it is but um, let's have some fun here we'll kick it off 10 games on this monday august 16th slate angels at the yankees you got garrett cole against jose suarez the over under is eight and a half in this game cole's returning from the COVID il he is 10-9 on dk he is 11-4 on fanduel where suarez is 75 on dk 69 on fanduel are you jumping right back on the cold train or are you are you kind of staying away what's your thoughts on cole on monday night so far, I have a bit of call. Um, you know, I like what he's able to provide in his ceiling. Um, will he hit it? Hard to say. You know, he's he's expensive. So you always have to think that, you know, it's going to scare some people off because are you going to get that return out, out of a, you know, 10K plus pitcher? Um, lately, it hasn't been consistent, but I'm going to have a little bit of him. Yeah, I'm with you. And and the thing you mentioned there, which I like, is, you know, back in the day, even earlier this year, before the sticky stuff went away, you could just lock Cole in the cash. Like, you weren't worried about it at all. Play your cash, lock Cole in. Now it's the inconsistencies there. The ceiling's still there. We saw him put up 50 points like four starts ago at 30 points after that, but then back-to-back teens, and that's not going to work for over 10K, as you mentioned. So the volatility is there, which makes him much more a tournament play than the usual cash appeal that we had with Garrett Cole. Uh, when you're looking at the bats in this game, are you since you do like Cole, are you looking at any Angels bats or are you just focusing on some Yankees bats versus the lefty Suarez? You know, I love to hedge in this kind of position, but, you know, and I, I even did a, a test build of 150 lineups just to see where I would land, you know, if Locke was coming up. And I don't have any right now. <laughs> so yeah. maybe a few one-offs here and there, but I don't have any. It's the Angels lineup, just like it's it's not what it once was. Even like Otani's great and all, but he's slowing down. He still costs you a fortune. Ever since Walsh returned from the injury, he's not quite the same. So, like you said, if you're making a ton of lineups, you'd think you would land on a sum, but the fact that it hasn't spit me out yet, it's kind of in, in 
you know, intriguing. Obviously, we have a long ways to go till lock when things can change. That's why I always tell people, this is the first look podcast. A lot will change once lineups come out and all kinds of things happen. You'll be surprised. That's why when you watch the app, projections will change when lineups come out. It, it's always entertaining over there at Line Stars. So um, I'm with you there. For now, I'm not on any Angels bad foot. Any Yankees uh, intrigue you against Suarez? I'm really into Judge today. Uh, that's probably my favorite. I don't have a whole lot of Yankees. Uh, but I do love that park and I don't really have any Suarez either, either. So that usually, you know, will lead me to have some Yankees, but, uh, you know, kind of around judge, you know, right now is, is where my focus is. Yeah. Like the judge is starting to heat up. We know judge has been very streaky in his career when he, when he's rolling, he's really rolling and he's even stealing bases over the weekend, which is crazy to see with Aaron judge. So it just gives you extra fantasy appeal to your, to your lineup. So don't mind judge at all. Um, I just I usually just don't stack the Yankees because for many reasons, but uh, I could see it being an intriguing spot for Suarez. I'll say that much if you need to go there. Ten game slate though, there's other places I'm definitely going to target uh, to get things going, including in this game, Chicago Cubs at the Cincinnati Reds. You got Justin Steele against Wade Miley in Great American Small Park. Over under of nine. Wade Miley's 82 on DK. He's 88 on Fanduel. Justin Steele is 54 on DK, 57 on Fanduel. Either pitcher of interest to you in this one. Uh, only Miley right now. Um, he's intriguing to me again, you know, there is some upside to him. I don't really love his price. Um, but I don't really love the Cubs either. So that's kind of why I'm leaning that way. Yeah. I'm with you. Miley's been that guy. You know, he's had his bombs of course, but overall this year, he's actually been pretty darn good. You know, year of three on the season brings it usually a pretty good floor into play and he's not breaking your bank at all. He'll put up innings. Uh, usually, like I say, he's probably more of a DK pitcher for me because he still struggles to get that six-plus innings for that quality start you might want over on Fandle. But I, I definitely can see some uh, appeal of Miley on both sides. And you mentioned it, that Cubs lineup is just abysmal right now. Like, they had a good game over the weekend in Florida, and they will once in a while. But if you're relying on that lineup to put up big numbers night in and night out, you're going to be in trouble. So lots of strikeout upside for Miley in that one. I'm all over that, and I like some Reds bats. What about you tonight? Uh, definitely. They were really kind of popping through the optimizer uh, early for me. Uh, you know, a lot of Votto, a lot of India, a lot of Farmer, uh, you know, Casty as well. That's where I'm leaning so far, um, you know, kind of in those four guys. How about you? Yeah, no, I love those ones. Um, the only, like those, those ones will pop on most optimizers and just in general because everyone sees the lefty, like, give me those guys. So I like them a lot, and I will focus on them. But I always say, like, don't forget Votto hits lefties just fine. And that'll be like – that's a way to make your stack a little different if you want. And I usually rarely will play Eugenio Suarez, but he's so low rostered these days. Like, if you're doing a big tournament like you are, you're going to want some of his shares just to kind of be uh, – to differentiate. But I'm with you on, on the main um, the main Reds there. I think they're the, one of the hottest offenses in baseball. They're in Great American Small Park, going up against Steele. And the, and the best part about it is even – you know, if people are focusing on the righty-lefty matchup, Steele's not going to be there for long. So you're going to get a ton of bad Cubs bullpen. It's going to be, should be on paper, a very long night for the Cubs pitching staff. All right, next game we got on tap tonight, Atlanta at Miami on this one. Tukey Toussaint versus Braxton Garrett over under of eight and a half on this game. We got Tukey at 84 on DK. He is 79 on Fanduel, And Braxton Garrett is 74 on DK. He has 58 on Fanduel. Two young arms, two volatile arms. We've seen the upside. We've also seen the downside of these two. Uh, what are your interests in either of these two arms tonight? You know, I have a little bit of Garrett. And, you know, it's going to sound kind of wild. Uh, but I kind of like what I'm able to fit with him uh, so far. Uh, you know, kind of the same with Tukey. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, 
love them or have a lot of confidence in them, but I like the bats that I can pair with them and I'm willing to throw a few darts in, you know, in a 150 max. In tournaments, I love that because they're such volatile arms that we've seen the strikeout upside from both of them that they can just somehow flip five to six innings for you and even give up three or four runs with strikeout six plus. They're not going to crush you. And like you said, the bats you can get can offset a lot of, you know, what potentially could be going on there. Garrett's got that upside I like a lot. And this this Braves team, yes, they went off over the weekend. They had some great matchups. But as a whole, I'd say they've been rather disappointing this year. And they've laid a lot of duds in matchups that you think they should do well. So, no, like I wouldn't be shocked if Garrett goes out there and shoves for five or six innings and gets you, you know, on DK gets you 16, 17 plus points or something. And, and you're rolling happy. That's a great play in a 150 max. With that kind of interest in those pitchers, are you interested in, you know, in your 150 max also coming back with some bats there? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I love the Braves. Uh, you know, I love some Miami too. And, uh, you know, again, I really like what I can, what I can fit with them. You know, if I'm doing a five man, uh, Miami sack, I can fit some of the top, you know, let's say call them the chalkier and more expensive stacks with them. So, you know, it's kind of a mix between trying to get a little contrarian as well as going a little bit more, you know, towards what you would expect. What do you think? Yeah. No, I'm with you there. And that's what's that's what's interesting about it when you're doing the multi um lineup approach. Like if you're doing like a three max, like I, I usually do I, I some some slates I'll go 20 max, but most of the time I go three max. And so I kind of keep it more of a cashy build with like a couple little twists in it. And that's where if I come playing Braxton Garrett, I probably won't have any braves in my three max. Just that's the way it'll work. But if you're doing a bunch, yeah, you roll with the white hot Aussie Albies who hits lefties just fine, like hits them very well. Yeah, Austin Riley and Don Danzy Swanson are crushing lefties and hit crushing everybody right now. So I have zero problem with that at all. And I've been running these Marlins like crazy because of the value they bring, like you mentioned. It allows you to get the pricey pitchers. It allows you to get the pricey bats, whichever way you want to build. And it's, it's you know, baseball so volatile. Brinson, De La Cruz, um, you got uh, Aguilar's not expensive. All these guys that can just – all it takes is a home run or two, and next thing you know, you're, you're sitting pretty. So, yeah, I don't mind either of these offenses. It's like one of those four outcome games that we used to talk about on the show a lot that – you can see it going a lot of different directions. And if you're doing 150, 100% would have exposure all over the place in that game. Uh, Baltimore at the Tampa Bay Rays. We got Matt Harvey versus Colin McHugh. Over under of nine in this one. Um, and McHugh's going to be opening for Fleming. So keep that in mind. McHugh's 71 on DK. He's not on FanDuel because they have issues with the opener or all that stuff. But Matt Harvey, 63 on DK. And he is 67 on FanDuel. Harvey has reeled people in of late, and he's been decent. But it's still Matt Harvey. Are you going? You using any Matt Harvey? Interested in Fleming or McHugh, or is it all bats for you in this one? You know, I'm not a fan of the Tampa, uh, you know, openers and and you know, I guess long relievers uh, in DFS. You know, Matt Harvey. I'll, I'll play for the imagines, as we always say in chat. You know, you get Matt Harvey, and he comes out and he goes, you know, five innings, you know, with two hits and zero earned runs and you just hear the you know imagine fading matt harvey so <laughs> i'll have one or two for that um you know but again it's it's not something i'm seriously looking at with confidence and you know any expectations yeah no it's definitely you know like i tell people make sure that you either don't watch the game or have plans after the second inning in case something went wrong because this is what matt harvey can do he has pitched well of late i'm not going to say that much but I'm always not expecting much from Matt Harvey. So it's one of those kind of in that Braxton Garrett ilk, I guess, if you're saying, okay, it allows me to do so much to my lineup. Sure. Um, on that flip side, I love attacking Josh Fleming. So if McHugh goes a couple innings, you have Fleming out there. I think the Orioles bats are very much in play for me. What, what are you looking at bats wise between the Orioles and the Rays in this one? 
I really like the Rays the last couple of days. Uh, you know, again, uh, you know, Wander Franco's expensive, but I like him. Uh, you know, Zunino is always a favorite of mine, you know, a little more, more expensive for a catcher, um, but it's been a favorite for mine for a long time. What do you think? Yeah, I love uh, the Zunino call. Wander is like, it's really funny because everyone's hyped when he got up here. It was kind of a slow start. Now he's crushing almost daily. And it seems like no one talks about him anymore. It's it's one of the weirder, like everyone's still like obsessed with Jared Clinic, who can't produce. So it's really weird because Franco is hitting very, very well. Rosarena swinging it pretty well. And then I always like using um, Brandon Lauber's righties at any time I can. So I'm with you on those. But I like the Zunino call because I use him a lot in tournaments because no one ever rosters him because all they see are the strikeouts, but they miss the fact he has, what, 26 home runs now or something because that's what Zunino does. So he's a great tournament catcher, 100% with you there. So I'm on that. I always like my Orioles, though, against the, especially against the lefty like Fleming. So uh, I have no problem getting exposure to either one of those options. All right, Oakland Athletics at the Chicago White Sox. Frankie Montas, Dallas Keuchel, over-under of nine on this one. Montas is 95 on DK, 94 on Fandle. Keuchel's 69 on DK, 72 on Fandle. You know, Roland, Montas has been outstanding of late. I know he can give up runs from time to time, but he backed it up with strikeouts, which still gets you a, a usually a pretty good night out there. So are you interested in Montas or Keuchel tonight? Montas a whole lot. Uh, again, a little more expensive. But I think that's kind of the DFS thing. We always wish they were a little bit cheaper. Yep. Uh, but I, I I really like him and I like the matchup uh, in what he's, you know, what the potential could be, um, like you said, with the strikeout. So I'm willing to take, uh, you know, some some solid stands with him. Yeah, 100% with you. Like I, I rarely ever roster Keuchel is because he doesn't have the strikeouts. Once in a blue moon, he puts him out there. So. He has to be super efficient to be productive when it comes to fancy. At least his price is down now. It used to be a price here where it made it tough to do. You can almost kind of negotiate yourself there, but those eight bats are hot, and I'm kind of staying out of the way there. But I do like Montas. I'll have some Montas, especially for the fact that most people love the White Sox bats. So Montas will probably, you know, people will see the price, they'll see the matchup, they're like, yeah, I don't want that much Montas. Hopefully, so that's that's my dream uh, as we record right now. What bats do you like in this game from either side? For uh, for the White Sox, uh, I have a lot of Abreu, um, a lot of Andrew Vaughn as well, because he's pretty cheap on DK at three thousand. Um, I butcher names, uh, Eloy. I'm going to have a lot of him as well, uh, and uh, uh, Luis Robert, him as well. Yeah, no, Eloy is hitting everything right now, so I can't. Can't uh, judge you on that one. I, I I have no problem going against Montas, especially if you're going 150 max. Definitely going against Montas. I will I will stay on the A's right now. I keep playing Starling Marte. He's super ridiculously expensive, but the dude, if like if you're playing cash, you almost plug him in just because he gives you nearly double digits every night, which the floor he brings is tremendous. Plus his upside. Uh, Chapman is starting to really heat up. If you want to try to run that streak out there, knock yourself out. But the, and and Josh Harrison's supposed to be back on Monday, which is always a nice cheaper piece in the in a, in the A's lineup. So I don't mind some Azers versus Keiko and hopefully Keiko has one of his rougher nights uh on the diamond. We have the Houston Astros at the Kansas City Royals on this one. Zach or sorry, Jake Odorizzi, Carlos Hernandez over under of 10 in this matchup. We have Odorizzi 73 on DK, he is 73 on FanDuel. Hernandez 66 on DK, 71 on FanDuel. And Roland, I'm going to tell you this much. I use, usually never use Odorizzi, sometimes my detriment, sometimes not. But Hernandez, I've been on for the last, since basically the last two starts, and I've been loving it. 
the Astros are scary. I get it. But I think the savings he can bring and the upside he can bring, I'm tempted to use some Hernandez tonight. I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, I don't like it uh, right now, you know, if, if Locke was quickly approaching. But, you know, sometimes a good lineup should scare you a little bit, don't you think? That is one of the things I try to tell people all the time. Like, if you're too comfortable with your lineup in the world of baseball, like football, you can, like, kind of script out things. Basketball, there's always volatility, but you should feel a little more comfortable there. Baseball, you need to have some uneasiness in you. Like, you really do, because you need that random thing to happen. And that's what you should be playing for. So I'm, I'm all in on that Hernandez idea and hoping it's, like, you know, Kyle Tucker's going to be out probably for the whole week with his COVID issue. And uh, you just hope Jordan doesn't stay hot and, and go from there. So... I'll be on some Hernandez. Will you be on either uh, bats in this game? I was getting a lot of Houston uh, in the optimizer early. Um, so I do like Alvarez a whole lot, uh, Korea and Altuve, um, you know, Brantley as well. So that's kind of where I'm looking at for Houston. Um, and that's, you know, again, as, as I'm building lineups and I'm kind of trying to see who the optimizer is giving me. And then I usually adjust accordingly because, you know, from my point of view, from my point of view, if an optimizer is giving me a whole lot of something, I need to go back, go and back check it because if it's falling in, other people are probably doing that too. Mm -hmm. And that's when I usually want to cut, cut down, uh, you know, kind of shave it off. So I'm not getting so much, uh, and, you know, trying to kind of cut those out. Yeah. It's the old, uh, theory. Like I do a lot with golf when I do my 20 maxes and stuff is you look at projected ownership and you can only go off of so much. And a lot of that projected ownership, comes from optimizers and some other things like that. So like you said, if an optimizer is spitting out so much of this, everyone else is probably using the similar thing and they're going to be in the same ballpark, basically. So you decide, do I really like this game or not? Do I want to go over the ownership or under the ownership and start changing the way you look at things? That's that's how I do it. Everyone does it differently, but that's one like it's a little different in golf, of course, than doing a baseball stack. But mm -hmm. the the premise, the idea behind it, like you said, you cut it back a little bit or Maybe you're like, you know what, this one's not as high as I thought it'd be. Let's go a little heavier here and cut back here and mix and match. And that's how you can kind of change your leverage with still maybe eating some chalk. And that's why it's an okay thing. But you change it in that regards, and that's not an issue at all. So, uh, yeah, I like that as well. Like Astros, like there's like four or five teams where I'll just say it's like, you know, Dodgers, Astros, um, some other teams that when they're really hit like the Reds right now. It's like the, the Jays. Like I tell you, you can stack them every night if you want. Like, they're that good. They're going to go off, like, knock yourself out. But, um, like, you don't need to listen to me to tell you to stack like the Blue Jays whenever they're playing a bad pitcher. So that's kind of the easy stuff. But I'm with you there. Houston, a great team. Like, if they beat up anybody, no one would be surprised. So I'm with you there. Any uh, any interest on the Royal side of it? Or you're just like, yeah, no, I'm good. A little bit. Um, you know, I, I think that I'll just really throw a few darts. Uh, you know, with them, you know, kind of try to stick towards, you know, some of the names like uh, Whit Merrifield, um, you know. But, yeah, I guess I just don't have a whole lot of solid interest in KC. Um, yeah, I think I'm they not, can make some interesting, some interesting lineups. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just getting them as a few darts. Yeah, I usually don't go all in on KC too often. But when I do, like, right now, at least the last week, Whit Merrifield's been way too cheap, especially on DraftKings, like way too cheap. That's just one of those guys – you just kind of take advantage of it while you can and uh, and move on. Usually, like a lot of times, I just do like a wit and salvi one two and just walk away. Like it's it's the chalkiest royal stack you can get, but this it's still not as high owned as you would think it would be. So it's just it's not too bad. Uh, Cleveland at Minnesota as we head on through the evening here, and we don't have a oh wait we do Cal Quantrill Griffin Jacks over under of ten. Quantrill is seventy eight on DK. He's eighty five on Fanduel. Jack seven K on DK. Sixty one on Fanduel. 
And Roland, I've been all in on Cal Quantra lately, and I don't plan on stopping tonight versus Minnesota. I'm with you on that. Uh, I think it was you that put me on him last time out. Uh, maybe not last time, but one of the last couple starts, and he did really, really well. And, you know, for his price, you know, I'll continue to roll that out and see what happens. Yeah, his price is there. And the biggest thing, his strikeouts have gone up like the last four or five starts. And that's, we talk about time and time again, that's your DFS, that's your currency. So he can do that. We're good. The Twins offense does not scare me at all. So, um, yeah, give me some Quantrill in this one. I won't be using any Griffin Jacks. Do you, are you buying back into that 10 strikeout performance you had like a start or two ago? <laughs> I'm not going to chase it. Uh, yeah. You know, you again, I, I, you know, right now I'm getting a few darts, you know, as I get closer to lock, I start to kind of adjust more and, you know, decide, is it really worth me trying to, you know, burning a lineup or two, you know, kind of hoping for the best. And usually that to me, that answer is no. And I'll just completely cut them out. Um, and I feel like that will probably happen with Jax. Yeah. I'm with you there, which makes me also uh, like some Cleveland bats, which is really not the most comfortable thing, but J Ram's always hitting. Fran mill is in, is uh, in play from time to time. And, you know, if you just need, like, cheap catchers and stuff, Austin Hedges is actually hitting well. There, there's It's not the the most fun stack in the world, but uh, the Cleveland Bats can can produce from time to time and really put some numbers up for you. Yeah, All right. I like Cleveland a lot. Uh, you know, they're one of my early favorite stacks, uh, and I'll have a lot of them. Nice. Uh, we go to Coors Field, the place where everyone loves the stack. San Diego at Colorado, Ryan Weathers, Antonio Sensatella, over under is 12 on this one. So even Vegas thinks this is going to be fun. Sensatella is 68 on DK, 7,000 on FanDuel. Weathers is 57 on DK, 59 on FanDuel. Are you going to just, are you, you just avoiding the pitchers? Are you actually going to, you know, use some stones and go play some? I love playing pitchers in cores, uh, mm-hmm. usually just to troll chat, but I don't see myself doing that tonight. Yeah. I've played a lot of pitchers and coolers this year. I do not want to do it tonight. <laughs> it's just, it's not happening tonight. With that being said, where are you stacking it up? Because this, like the total of 12, it's one of those nights where like, yeah, this is probably going to happen. <laughs> I've got a lot of Colorado. They're pretty cheap. Um, you know, you, you're not getting great names in, you know, Connor Joe or Garrett Hampson, but, you know, again, they're pretty cheap for cores. So they can fit with anyone. Uh, so I'll probably have a lot of mini stacks with them. Um, you know, it's, it's not the Rockies of past with, you know, Blackman and Arenado and, you know, cargo, you know, we're getting these, you know, triple a call-ups, uh, you know, and, you know, low end players. So I'll have some as fillers, but I don't, I don't see a lot of five man stacks with, with Colorado. Yeah. It's one of those. It's like, it's a tough way to fade. Like even in my three max, like there's a lot of, I saw fade Coors. Like you're 150, you won't fade Coors. You'll have some Coors exposure. Um, but this is a night where it's like, okay, I don't have to go all in like you're saying, but I need to have some because it just feels like it's gonna it's gonna happen. And Connor Joe's a guy I've been targeting a lot lately. He's been actually swinging well towards the top of the order, and he's cheap. Um, you mentioned Hampson. Trevor Story is expensive, but he 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 hits left. He's just fine. He's hitting great since the trade deadline, so I have no problem going there. Sam Hilliard's hitting like there's like you said, it's not the flashiest of names, but there's players you can definitely take advantage of. On the Padre side of it, who you're looking to get to use there? Everyone. Uh, you know again i i think that i'll have a lot of uh five man sacks of san diego and you know just trying to trying to hit as much in that top of the order as i can um you know which will bring us to like frazier and you know machado and cronenworths and uh you know tatis you know it's hard it's hard not to get excited about the padres tonight 
Yeah, it's hard not to. And the big names are obviously in play. I'll have a lot of rake and um, like guys like Grisham and stuff, and even Hosmer, the guys that kind of get overlooked after the Machados and the Tatises. And I'll be having a lot of those pieces. And I don't think they'll be as overlooked uh, going into tonight, unfortunately. Two more games to go on this slate. If we can remind everybody, give a rating review on iTunes. We would truly appreciate the On Deck uh, podcast brought to you by Lion Star Sports. And also, if you'd like to watch the podcast, go to the Lion Star YouTube channel. Give it a gold thumbs up and subscribe over there. We'd much, much appreciate it. Mets at the Giants. Rich Hill, Kevin Gossman, over under 8.5 on this one. Gossman's 10-1 on DK, 10-3 on FanDuel. You got Rich Hill, who's 81 on DK, 82 on FanDuel. Um, I said it, Gossman's last time out, and like as a Giants fan, I pay way too much attention to these, this team. His hiccups happened when his wife was having complications with the baby, and that was like it was a mental thing. There's always that off-the-field stuff we don't know about, but that was clear. The baby was fine. He threw well. The baby was born as, before his last start. He threw really well. I'm back on the Gossman train. All in as well. Uh, one of my favorite pitchers for tonight. Uh, we'll have lots of him. Yeah. With that being said, I don't want anything to do with Rich Hill, do you? <sighs> I was getting a lot of him. And that's kind of the, the situation where you, you know, you have to look at it and, and kind of think to yourself, what has he done for me in the past? And I, I there's been a lot of frustrating nights with Rich Hill that I think I'm going to have to, you know, change some lineups around. So I have a whole lot less of them, you know, yeah. maybe some kind of, you know, a few darts here and there, but it's, it's hard to imagine having a good percentage of him in lineups. Yeah. It's like, he's one of those guys that sure we've seen him have good nights, but this year and even the last couple of years, it's few and far between, which is really tricky. And it's, it's no Homer in me. This giant's offense is pretty darn legit these days. So I would like, especially against lefties, so I, I'm gonna have some giants. I like got Slater leading off. You have Flores in there. You have Ruff who's hitting well. The caveat I always give is they're so deep. If Hill gets like out early, they'll pinch hit and move guys around. So you have to keep that in mind if you're you, if you're stacking giants. Which there's two parts to that. If they take him out early, that means they did well. You probably paid off already. So that's mm-hmm. good. But at the same time, if it's like he goes five, he goes up three runs, and you think you're doing well, you might get pinch hit for and you're in trouble. That's my only caveat. Do you want any bats in this game? Yes, uh, specifically looking at Brandon Belt since I got burned uh, by him today. Uh, so I was hoping I'm a day early and then I'll have a good game tonight. There you go. Belt is a sneaky one. I hope he uh, he gets it done for you because he can't hit left. He's just fine. They just got to put him out there and see what happens. So I'm with you there. Last game of the evening, Pittsburgh Pirates, Los Angeles Dodgers. You got Stephen Brault going up against, looks like right now we have Jackson, um, or Gratterall as the opener, Jackson as the long man for the Dodgers. We'll wait and see how that pans out throughout the day. But Brault is 76 on DK. He's 68 on FanDuel. I think I'm just looking at bats in this game. I don't know about you. Uh, same for me. I don't really have any interest in pitching in this game. Uh, which bats are you looking at here? Because this uh, Dodgers team, like Will Smith is on fire right now. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, all the Dodger bats. Uh, you know, kind of like what I was mentioning earlier. You know, you get some of these uh, cheaper teams – you know, the Colorados and, you know, some of the Cubs players, you can make some pretty unique lineups, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with, to me, you know, I, I see the Dodgers as being probably a popular stack tonight, but even if you five man stack Dodgers, you still have five other spots where you can get unique with. And I'm always looking to see, uh, you know, I can get unique with a lineup and not be duplicated. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's, that's my intent. And that's a great point because and I've told people that with other – like I tell them with baseball, but it's easier in golf to explain it with just six golfers. It's like you just got to be different like one or two places. Mm-hmm. So like you said in baseball, I can go take the chalky five-man stack, 
and I'll go use a cheap pitcher and be different. Or I'll go use this guy and be different. I'll go use like you'll go use Whit Merrifield and you'll be different already. Like stuff like that just differentiates everything. And so there's nothing wrong with that. I always laugh at the people that say, "Oh, I got to be different everywhere." No, you don't, because a it'd be almost impossible to hit. Not impossible, but it'd be very tough to hit. And b no. So I'm with you on the Dodgers on this one. Um, I think guys like Justin Turner, uh, Chris Taylor, AJ Pollock are usually one of the lower owned ones that can uh, that can hit lefties just fine. So uh, I think there's a lot to like with the Dodgers as usual. And the one Max Muns, he hit two homers on Sunday night, but he hits lefties extremely well. And so that's another one to throw in your stacks there too. So. Uh, I'm with you on uh, the Dodgers stack. They'll be very popular. Well, I, the thing is, I say that we say that, but with Coors in play, you never know. Like that always changes everything when Coors is in play. So that could be fun as well. All right, Roland, we went through all 10 games. Let's recap things for the listeners real quick here. Who are your top pitchers of interest on this slate? Top pitchers so far, uh, Gossman, Cole, uh, and My- Miley and Montas, I would say, are, are my you know top four. Yeah, I'm with you. Montas, uh, Miley, Gossman, Cole, kind of in that order for me, but I'm with you. And then dropping down from there, I'm going to have a lot of uh, uh, Quantrill and uh, maybe Hernandez from KC. What other cheaper options are you looking at? Definitely Quantrill. I'm just kind of feeling Garrett. You know, let's kind of mm-hmm. see what happens. Uh, I like it. Yeah, don't mind that at all. Uh, what stacks are you looking at tonight? On the other hand, I am looking at Atlanta. Uh, you know, if Garrett gets blown up, then, you know, I definitely want to take advantage of that. Uh, Cleveland, you know, San Diego and Oakland round up my favorites. I like the Cleveland, San Diego, Oakland. Obviously, uh, we'll mention the Dodgers again because we're both on on that one. I think the only other one we missed out of this that I'll mention is I'll be back on Cincinnati again against the Cubs. That's another, another big one for me to target. Yeah. Like, that's the beauty of it, though. See, we have Cincinnati, Oakland, L.A., and uh, then you have Coors in play. It might be spread out more than we think. That's that's the beauty of it right there. Or even you go put like a three-man of one of those teams in and they get a five-man of the other, you'll be very different still, like you mentioned. So there's, there's ways to build people, and the Lion Star app will help you with that. So make sure you download that app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. You won't, you won't regret it one bit because what Roland was using for his projections and his, his optimizer was from the Lion Star product. So I recommend you, you check that out. But uh, as we head on out of here, like we do each and every show, I remind people to check out Lionstar on Twitter at Lionstar app and at Lionstar MLB because they're always tweeting out great content, the home runs, the lineups, the news, you name it. They tweet it out. And Monday through Friday, they tweet out the home run calls of the day. And on this special edition, myself, Roland, and I believe it'll still be Ryan Humphreys, we'll give our home run calls of the day. If you guys retweet that tweet, three lucky retweeters get paired up with each one of us. If our home run call goes deep, you get some free swag. So, Roland, as a special guest on this night, Monday, August 16th, who's your home run call of the day? I hope it's not one you already had in mind, but I'm going to go with Aaron Judge. Nope, that's all yours. That was not one on my list, so I'm good with that one. Mine was actually going to that Cleveland stack, and it's kind of a – it seems too easy, but I'm going uh, Jose Ramirez. I'm feeling some Jose Ramirez on a Monday. You got Aaron Judge. Looking forward to seeing what Ryan Humphreys has. So, everybody, make sure you retweet all that good stuff. And then follow Roland on Twitter at Zero in Denver, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. This was the On Deck MLB DFS podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Lion Star Sports. Make sure you go rate and review, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Lion Star App On Deck podcast. 
Download LineStar app from the App Store or go to LineStarApp.com for all your DFS baseball needs. If you love the On Deck podcast, support Casey Bubba Bogman and the Welsh by rating and subscribing. Good luck!